Welcome back. Another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos coming in hot. It's playoff weeks, round one. Alex, are you ready for the noise? Yeah, uh, ready for week 15 waivers. Can't wait to talk about them. Uh, we're going to have a lot of uh, advice for you this week with Fab and uh, talk about who you should be picking up. We missed the waivers. We didn't post in time. Oh, what? We're not talking waivers. There are no waivers today. What the hell happened? Uh, I went to the Sunday night game and had Monday had Monday off of work and, uh, did not make my recording time on Monday night. Oh, Hey, I, uh, I thought of a song for you, um, for, for you not being able to make Monday night. Uh, I don't want to hear it. I was going to talk to Alex, but I fell asleep. Ooh, I was going to hit you with some waivers, but I fell asleep. I was going to talk some Manscaped, and I know why, why, man, hey, hey, because I fell asleep, because I fell asleep, because I fell asleep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I fell asleep sitting up. I fell asleep sitting up. I uh, woke up at midnight and hey man, you okay? My wife hey, was nice enough. My wife was nice enough to turn off all the lights and just leave me sitting there chilling in the dark. So I was a little uh, disoriented. I had the dog next to me. Thank God I. Got a little bit of love. I just, I just want the listeners to know that I was sitting here trying to make it in our league of record into the playoffs. I'm, I'm six and seven. I'm losing by twenty points. I'm out of it. I'm trying to backdoor my way in into the playoffs of the seventh seed. I'm rooting for somebody else to beat whoever's in eighth place. Kyler Murray throws a fifty-yard touchdown pass. Or sorry, not a touchdown pass. It's a fifty-yard pass at the end of last, like what I thought was the last drive to go up like a point. And I'm like texting somebody in our league. I'm like, don't throw an effing pick. And he tried to throw a pick three out of four plays. I'm yelling into my phone via text message, don't throw a pick because if he threw a pick, I lo- I lost. And he didn't. And so I was happy. And I'm sitting here like waiting for Jason to hop on, ready to you know. I'm on my high. I'm in five of five playoff leagues. Life is great. This is going to be a great podcast. It turns out me and Jason are playing each other in our league for in the first round, which we'll get into here in a little bit. And he just wasn't there. But we're here now and we're ready to talk some uh, some playoff week, kind of some action. I have some some big questions for Jason around the quarterback position this week. At this point, there's nobody that you could pick up that is going to make a difference on your team. Your team's pretty much set. So now it really comes down to picking the right players in a given week. And we'll get into start your studs, play the matchups. What should you do? Uh, and hopefully you'll, you'll gleam at least a little something to it. Hopefully you're in the playoffs in all of your leagues. And, uh, and let's get this thing going. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. With your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! Fantasy Football Sackos. That's right, everybody. Welcome back. I think we're going to do a little start, sit, hot or not. Maybe. Just like, what do I do? Maybe talk through. Maybe talk through a little bit of MVPs. Maybe preview the Thursday night game. Kind of whatever tickles our fancy. It's going to be a smorgasbord of wherever the hell we want to talk about. And and Jason, yeah. honestly, if if I can start. So Oh, I would prefer it. We are playing each other in our League of Record. Yeah, I'm the two seed that led the league in points. Yep. And I'm the seventh seed, which had the fourth most points in the league. And what was your record? Uh, I'm six and eight. Okay. Just want to get yeah. that out there. And after this week, I will probably have a nice record and be six and nine. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> You're going to be insufferable if you pull out a win. <laughs> so no. Really no. It will upset my destiny. Uh, I have lost three in a row. I am destined to be six and nine. Um, <laughs> no. Well, let's be honest. If anybody has listened to us, uh, I don't know, since we started, we know who the insufferable one is here and nobody's thinking it's me. So I, I just want to just want to make that clear. Um, so I, I have Lamar Jackson and yeah, and, and, and you have Josh Allen, yeah. both are questionable. Both have Josh Allen has a Pittsburgh against, yeah, Josh Allen is Carolina who's given up the fifth least amount of points to quarterbacks. I have Lamar Jackson. He's also questionable sprained ankle got carted off because of a sprained ankle, which I've never seen before in my entire like. Who gets carted off because of a sprained ankle? Um, and he's facing Green Bay, who's giving up the ninth least amount of points. And both could potentially not play in our matchup. Are are you thinking about picking somebody else up? Or like, would you go and play Mitch Trubisky over Josh Allen? My assumption's no. I, I would never like, play Mitch Trubisky over Josh Allen, but what no, do you no, mean? I'm, I'm saying if if Josh Allen's out. Like it's positive. think about it. it. It's at least marginally possible. Um, I, I went and picked up Roethlisberger in case Lamar can't play. Lamar could go and and not be healthy and just take himself out if he can't run around like he usually does. I have no idea what I'm going to do against you this week. Point blank. I I, I don't know. I think I think Josh Allen uh plays. Um, I, th- I think he does too. Josh Allen I, last night went to Hamilton without a walking boot and with no limp. So. Well, I'm glad he's not going to throw away his shot or you're not going to throw away your shot to beat me. I guess that's probably the right line to, to throw there. So I think it was probably uh, a mild tweak. Um, but Lamar, I'm more concerned about. Lamar, I'm definitely more concerned about. So I picked up Roethlisberger, who's got Tennessee this week, which is a good matchup. Matt Ryan's got San Francisco, which I'm thinking about. Jimmy Garoppolo's got Atlanta, which I'm thinking about. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I I have the Packers defense currently in. It'll it'll be a fun, interesting matchup. Uh, You're projected to beat me by 15. Uh, and, and, And your projected points this week is, what, 10? Uh, 10 points below the average that they've been scoring every week. So, yeah, I, I honestly think that if there's a couple quarterbacks that I'm concerned about going forward, one's Lamar, who quite frankly has been not good since that Miami game. They broke him in that Miami Thursday night game where they put all those guys up on the line of scrimmage and they're making him get the ball out quick and he can't read a defense. Like he hasn't thrown for more than 200. He threw for 253 against Pittsburgh last week or two weeks ago. But he hasn't put up more than that in a game. He has one touchdown in each of the one passing touchdown, no rushing touchdowns in any of those games. Like he's been bad. Like borderline not playable in, in a couple of those games. So what do you do with Lamar Jackson, Jason? Uh, I definitely have somebody on my bench that I can feel semi comfortable with plugging and playing. Uh, I do want to say you, if, if you if you got to the playoffs, though, you do, you can't take Lamar Jackson out. If like, he plays, like, you have to play him. You just have to because he could run for 100 yards, rush for two touchdowns and throw one or two more. But the Green Bay Packers defense is really good. They've been great, honestly, for like the last month. I believe they have a return touchdown in, in two straight. Um, or, yeah, and I think the, the other game they had a fumble return the, the week before that. Um, oh, sorry. Just touchdowns in back-to-back games because they, they pick six Stafford, pick six field. Um, man. Well. I I guess I can say that uh, you no longer have the ability to s- decide between Big Ben and Jimmy G. Oh, because you went and picked up Garoppolo? I just live added him, yes. 
Yeah. So now God, I have to, asshole. Now I have to figure out who to drop. Um yeah, because we, we added extra spots to our rosters for COVID ads, which has actually worked out great, especially as a commissioner. I, I will say that has been that has been wonderful, not having to manage some of that BS this year. Yeah, actually, I get an extra roster spot because uh, Landry has COVID. That, that is accurate. Yeah. So. Uh, so you're you're so you're telling me you would start Jimmy G over Lamar this week. <laughs> I'm telling you that I would rather start Jimmy G over Big Ben if it came down to it. Yeah, just just because of the matchup. Although Elijah Mitchell will be back, so it'll be a little bit different. And Debo Samuel still getting those those rushing yards. Uh, Roethlisberger's throwing touch like he's just throwing touchdowns. Jimmy G's a top ten quarterback from week eight on so he's and not somebody we've talked about for a while <laughs> absolutely i think you could definitely count on him to get 15 to 25 points somewhere in there which i think yeah. he would be comfortable with uh given the fact that you're kind of desperate looking for maybe just some yeah. surefire points yeah maybe maybe not and this is a, a prime example where it's always like start your studs right and I don't know if Lamar Jackson is a stud at this point who's got like, depending on your scoring, you know, the ninth, tenth most points uh, in your league at the quarterback position this year. But it just hasn't, it just hasn't been it. But if he was to get all that garbage time against Cleveland, which Huntley got, I have no reason to doubt he would put up 20 points because that's just what he would do. So it's, it's a tough spot. Home against Green Bay. Uh, I'm starting him. I can't not start him, but it's a, it's a, it's a tough thing for sure. Lamar Jackson has not scored a rushing touchdown since week two and excluding last week's injury game. He has one passing touchdown in nine of 11 games this season. Yeah, that's not good enough. As not, that's not good enough. It's just not good. Um, they're in wait and see mode on Lamar. Um, definitely has to be a pretty big letdown this year, but I mean, I just think it comes down to how many injuries that this team has gone through. No doubt. Um, they're, they're a run first team and they don't have running backs. <laughs> that's, that's not going to be great. You no. Know. My, my second question for you is we both talked up the Cowboys a lot before the beginning of the season. Amari Cooper being one of them who we both thought was going to be a top 10 wide receiver easily. I, I might add. We, one we both more. Thought he was, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry to cut you off, yeah. but I do want to say yeah. one more thing on the Lamar. Rich Cimini reported today that Josh Johnson is leaving the Jets practice squad to sign with the Ravens. Gulp. So I'm just saying maybe... He's not going to play. Maybe they just shut him down. No, they're in the playoff. Like they're currently in a playoffs. I meant shut him down this week. Yes. Not for the rest of the season. Right. Fair. All right. On, on to another quarterback, which I think we both thought was going to be easily a top 10 guy. With at least one top 12 wide receiver. Maybe you were looking at like a Rams or a Bucks receiving core with C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper this year. And that's Dak Prescott, who has been weak to very weak since he hurt his calf muscle in week six against New England, where he was putting up. Here, here's his line, just touchdown line. Before he got hurt, week one, three touchdowns, week two against the Chargers, zero week three. Three touchdowns. Week four, four touchdowns. Back-to-back weeks of three touchdowns. And then he got hurt. He has not had more than three passing touchdowns in any week. And it's been 2 2 0 2 one, one. Ow. It's not been good. So, I know that there's listeners that have Prescott in every league because they listen to me. Shout out to my cousin. Where he has Prescott in every league. I have Prescott in every league except for our league where I have Lamar. And what do you what do you do with Lamar? He's had great matchups. Like even Washington, they were destroying them and he threw a terrible pick. He just doesn't look like himself. 
And now he's got four legit wide receivers, right? He's got Cooper, Gallup, C.D. Lamb, and Schultz. Okay. All right, hear me and, out. And, and the yards aren't there. They're, they're not there. Hear me out. COVID has been a son of a bitch for the last it two sure or three weeks. Been. Yep, and it's getting worse. I think the NFL has had more positive tests this week than they have like the first 10 weeks of the season or something like that. Um, I mean, they were without basically their entire coaching staff for a stretch of time. So I don't know how much I really want to put on Dak's down play. I mean, they were without players. I mean, one week it was literally just Michael Gallup out there running around doing routes. So what I know is. If- yeah. And, and oddly, that was his highest scoring week against the Raiders. <laughs> but if basically since he got hurt, like yeah. that was the only week that he did something. It was when Gallup was just out there running around. If you look at his last four weeks. He, three out of the four weeks, he had less than 12 points. And all three of those weeks where he had less than 12 points, he was on the road. The one week that he did good, he was at home against Vegas. So for the last month, he's kind of been a no-show on the road, showing up at home. This is at the Giants. When they played the Giants at home in week five, he put up 20 points, three scores, 300 yards. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would love that out of him this weekend. Um, the Giants are kind of a hapless team, and then you have Washington and Arizona at home. I, I know. I, so, so what do you do if you're a Dak owner? If you have the Garoppolo's of the world, if you have the Roethlisberger's, the Matt Ryan's, I would not. Like, the only person, Ryan, ah. Uh, and and the Giants are giving up the twenty the nineteenth most points to quarterbacks. They've actually like, yeah, they gave up three touchdowns to to Herbert this week. Who can apparently just throw the ball seventy yards by taking a step and and throwing slinging his arm, which is unbelievable. But the they, only- they've actually been pretty stingy against like the most yards they've given up was to Dak Prescott. In week five, other than a, a week two Washington game, which is, uh, you know, I'll throw out early. Um, the only person that I would consider out of that entire group over Dak is Jimmy G. Yeah. That's the only or one. May, maybe Tua. Maybe. A, Tua, yes. I would prefer, honestly, against the Jets, I would prefer Tua to Jimmy G. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Tua is available. And, and honestly, Hey, in in the league that I uh, that has six points for a passing touchdown, twenty yards for a point uh, for for passing, like I picked up Justin Fields, who the Vikings are going to put up points, and the Bears are going to be in a chase position most of that game, and Fields will move the ball. Like he's proven that he could do it. So yeah, yeah, a good game I, against the Packers. It's it's hard to start Dak Prescott on the road where the weather might not be great and against a Giants team that's been, you know, top top 13 against the quarterback. And he's put up 20 points combined in the last two weeks. Yeah, it's been bad. It It's not been good. Like, I get it. If you're having quarterback problems, I feel bad for your son. Like, I have both of these guys and I don't know what to do. And generally, the quarterback's place is like the easiest one to just not worry about. And yet, here I am. Probably overthinking it, but the quarterback position is so important to get good points out of. And if you don't get Jack in the playoffs, you're in big trouble. Accurate. Very accurate. Um. Oh, man. I tell you what, I am glad that I just said screw it and I got uh, Josh Allen and basically every league I'm in. I just, I didn't, I didn't want to deal with the carousel crap. Um, I didn't think I would be with Lamar or Dak, you know, like I just don't think that, that, that would have been a thing. And maybe Dak just needed another year post the injury. But I I thought that he would be better than he ended up being, which kind of stinks. 
but hey, I'm in the playoffs in five out of five leagues. It could be worse. And maybe now he's going to wake up. Maybe. I hope I, so. I don't know. Just, just having those four guys to throw to, like, I just expect him to be great. And it just has been okay. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So what are you going to do? Tell me. Do I need to hold on to Jimmy G all week? Or can I drop him? I mean, you can, of course, drop him. I don't know what I'm going to do. I I think it's going to come down to, especially if the Ravens are signing Josh Johnson, I'm going to have to start somebody else over Lamar. Like, against that defense, I, I don't know how I can possibly play Lamar, who hasn't been good for four or five weeks at this point. Oh, I love it. You're punching my ticket to the next round. Maybe. I mean, you're you're projected to win, so I gotta so I gotta take a shot and try to try to knock you out. The best way to do it is starting Lamar, and hope he just goes gangbusters. But I mean, I have a pinched sciatic nerve in my back right now, and I know how that feels. I also know how a sprained ankle feels, and he relies on his legs a lot. And I will be honest with you: if he's starting. It's going to be impossible for me to not start him against you. So, whatever. It, it is what it is. I just, I just was kind of gleaming your, your mind because you, you can, you can see my roster. So I'm trying to keep up very close to the chest because uh, I don't really want to tell you exactly what I would do. I want I'll to be up on that. I want you're, you to get very, it wrong. You're very helpful to our listeners. So thank you. You are so also, very welcome. I've, I've enjoyed the last like four minutes of this podcast because you've been trying not to sneeze. Uh, or... Yeah, I'm going to do so much editing of the last three minutes. I have sneezed probably five <laughs> freaking times. This has been absolutely miserable. I've hardly been able to concentrate. I don't even have allergies. I don't know what the hell is going on. I am miserable right now. And it's like to the point where I feel like if I don't blow my nose. If. It's not going it to felt, If it felt like I was trying to fill time there, it's because I'm looking at Jason sneezing I'm, away I'm from the microphone, s- holding s- his nose, squeezing my nose. Yeah. It's okay. Oh, hello. I don't know what I would do if I were you. I'm not going to tell you. And the biggest, and now the biggest bitch of it is, is I can't go back and edit all that noise out because you just talked about it. <laughs> So you're just going to hear me choking in the background. I uh, I look forward to you choking uh, this week against me in our league oh, of we don't record. We are not, we're not going to go there. But I do want to talk oh, about I, this COVID a little bit. I, um, I actually was, was hoping we could have a segment here where you just talk trash to me for like five minutes about how much better your team is than mine. We'll just wait to the end for that. Okay. All um, right. But I do want to talk a, a little bit of COVID. There's more than 90 players out with COVID right now. That's not great. Um, they're kind of confined to a few different teams. Atlanta's got a few players. The Bears got like five guys currently out right now with COVID. It's basically the entire Cleveland Browns team at this point. Like Baker, John Johnson, Austin Hooper, Landry's out now. Uh, David and Joku, their backup, like three tight ends. Like there are no tight ends. Did you um, d- did you see what uh, Case Keenum was quoted as saying today? No, what did he say? Uh, he said on the opportunity to play with Nick Chubb, and this is per Cameron Justice, who I believe is a beat writer uh, for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he said uh, having a full Chubb back there is going to be really good. <laughs> Those freaking chub jokes never get old, man. Yeah. But even the Lions, they have three corners. They have three freaking corners out with COVID. Um, like seven players overall. The Texans got uh two a couple linebackers out, including Kirksey. Um all, the, all of the Rams are out right now. Odell goes. I was on. gonna say it's like, like basically the entire freaking Rams team, man. I don't know how they're gonna be competitive if they can't some of these guys can't come back, but mm-hmm. 
Uh, the Chiefs have four people out right now for people. Um, the Dolphins. Talk to me about the Dolphins running backs right now. You have Philip Lindsay, Savin Ahmed, and Miles Gaskin all out with COVID. Malcolm Brown could potentially be designated to return from IR. Does he walk in as the only healthy running back this week against the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets? Is Malcolm um, Brown a first round of the playoffs super sleeper? Is he, I mean, is he Sean Green from like 2012? Uh, it's probably uh, better than Sean Green was. Your boy. Uh, uh, what year was that? It was probably It was every right? year for too many years because he went to Iowa <laughs> and I went to Iowa. So I just kept <laughs> drafting him because I believe because Sean Green had one good season. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Sean Green. Hey, he had back-to-back thousand-yard seasons in 2011 and 2012. Yeah, and then I still drafted him in the second round every year for like the next three years after that. I just <laughs> always believed. But Malcolm Brown, um, I do you think he could be a thing in Week 15? It's the Jets. They're at home. It's the league's worst rushing defense. I mean, you can't throw your eggs in that basket, right? Uh. Can you put a couple eggs in? Can you put a tiptoe in? I'm just telling you, I picked Malcolm Brown up in every single league where I made the playoffs. I think it's a fun ad with that matchup, right? Team that's giving up the most yards, or not the most yards, most fancy points to to a running back each week, uh, who at least flashed at least a little something before he went out uh, at the beginning of the season. Leonard Fournette put up six points against New Orleans. In week eight, and he has New Orleans again this week. Do you play Lenny or do you play Malcolm Brown? If Malcolm Brown starts, oh, I'm facing you, and you have Leonard Fournette. I would adore you if you played Malcolm Brown. <laughs> <laughs> he would pull a Rashad Penny and drop 20 on you, is what he would do. Yeah, no, you know what? If that happens, I would take it. I would just, you know what? Good job by you. I'm fine with that. Um, so I, that's, I actually, th- yeah, I, I think that's a fun, a fun speculative ad. They resume practicing uh, on Monday. And if he's activated and everybody else is out because he's basically hasn't been in a running back meeting because everybody else has COVID. But I, I think Gaskin's supposed to be back, right? Am I, am I off on that? Gasket, I don't know. He he was, he went out on the 10th with COVID. So it depends on when he can turn around back to back days with negative tests. Yeah. And they were, um, there was a report tonight that I saw on Twitter about how the league might be looking at vaccinated people that are asymptomatic, might be able to figure out how to play sooner than two negative tests. How? Um, I don't know, but they're working on it because they, they don't want it to affect the games, which which it's slowly getting to. I mean, look at so you talked about Dak earlier. Look at the Giants. They just had four four defensive players go out today with COVID. Xavier McKinney. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Xavier McKinney, Aaron Robinson, Cam Brown, and O'Shane Jimenez. All right, well, looks like you're starting Dak in every league. Two linebackers, a corner, <laughs> and a safety. Yeah, so maybe it was a good thing that your players went out with COVID three or three weeks ago or a month ago because they don't get tested for, for three months after they test. Like, it is batshit crazy. Honestly. We haven't even gotten to the Washington football team yet. I mean, that's basically their entire team. Like, that entire defense has COVID right now. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen players out with COVID. And one, two, three, four, five, six of them play D line. I mean, I'm sure Jalen Hurts is like, oh, my ankle's fine. I promise yeah. it's okay. And, and then Minshew's like, Fuller. gonna go Nancy Kerrigan him. Kendall Fuller's one of them. Um, so I don't know. I guess I wouldn't be super afraid to play the Washington football team other than your guys might get COVID next week. 
that's the thing. Like, I'm, and I'm waiting for all the Cardinals players, right? Who they just played the Rams, who all of a sudden are having a mini outbreak. Yeah, like it's, I, it, it sucks. And the commissioners that are listening to this should be potentially thinking about if a bunch of people go out for a team, what do you do? Because you want it to be fair. There's money on the line at this point. Welcome to the playoffs. Congratulations. And you don't want somebody to get screwed. Yeah. What do you do if... What would you do, I guess, if somebody... How, how many starters can you lose? Should you be able to lose any starters? Well, that's the thing, right? If if I'm playing you this week and you have Fournette and Jonathan Taylor, right? Where, let's say they both get COVID. And you have to start Elijah Mitchell and Malcolm Brown. I, do I would, think that's... I would not do, be happy. Yeah, do I think that's fair? Absolutely not. But people that had Keenan Allen last week weren't happy. Yeah, so, but there's a difference in that's not the playoffs. No, I know. I, I agree with you. I, I know what you're saying. Um, Daryl Henderson is out with COVID right now. If Daryl Henderson doesn't come back, I mean, Daryl Henderson's a top 15 back in the league. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Just hope people don't complain and try try to get try to get to the end of this year. It's it's not fun. No. No, it's it's not fun. Um Yeah. Uh, and and by the way, Sony Michelle's look good enough where he might just replace Henderson anyway, but t- totally different topic. Correct. But you can't make that argument until Henderson comes back and plays. Right? Yeah. No, right. Until until then it's just coach speak. Cam Makers is coming 2022. <laughs> I miss Cam Makers so freaking much. <laughs> oh man. Just just imagine. Um uh, do you want to talk about the uh the Thursday night game? Sure, I would love to. It's a great one. Chiefs and and Chargers. I have a bet uh, that the Chiefs will win the division. I bet $167 to win $100 a couple weeks ago where I thought the Chiefs woke up. They've since had their bye. Um, the Chargers have a much easier schedule the rest of the way. The Chiefs have the Chiefs. The Chiefs defense has not given up 10 points and a half for like five weeks. But if you're looking for a defense, they're a great pickup. Um, it's in LA chargers are three points favorites in the latest odds from Caesar Sportsbook, while the over under is 52. Are you changing? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say chargers are the favorites? KC is the favorite at the Chargers stadium. Yeah. Correct. Um, are you taking the over or under on the chiefs minus three? Um, so I inherently like the chiefs all the time. Um, I will probably be betting the under uh, just because the Chiefs aren't giving up that many points and their offense has been lackluster for a while. So if you're talking about the gambling sackos, uh, 52 and a half, I like the under just because it's, I don't know, I'm such an over guy that I just need to bet the under whenever I love the over. Um, so, yeah, I... So Austin Eckler hurt his ankle um, in the game last week from a fantasy perspective. It looks like he practiced today. He's going to be full go against the Chiefs. The Chiefs defense has been great for since like week six. Like even their DVOA against the run is like 20th after being dead last through six weeks when they got, uh, I believe Melvin Ingram uh, got there. Chris Jones has been great when they moved in the inside. And all of a sudden, their defense is like killing it. Their offense is not, has, they destroy the Raiders. They love playing the Raiders. They will just go up and down the field. But everybody else, they've struggled against. Um, so, I don't know. I, I like betting over receptions. I don't like betting yards. I like betting the, the actual catches of a given game. 
Um, so I, Kelsey had a down week last week. I would expect him to have a bounce back game where they're going to focus, try to get him the ball. His over under catches is five and a half. Um, I, I would like the over just because I think he has a big bounce back week. Uh, I would bet uh, the Chargers to cover their three point spread dog. Uh, I think I would also take Chargers money line and I would bet the over. Uh, you have to remember, though, that the Chargers kicker sucks and he misses extra points constantly. And that's why I could see the Chiefs winning by like five because he misses an extra point. They have to go through for two. They don't get it and they lose by five. So you can go ahead and re-roll this next week when I get that right. Thank you. Yeah, I think the Chargers win a close one, though. I think they actually win the game. Yeah, I disagree. The Chiefs of Chiefs defense has been the best part of their team for five weeks where they don't give up more than 10 points and a half. They just don't do it. Mm hmm. Yeah. But they're also without Willie Gay and Chris Jones right now on defense. COVID COVID <laughs> last two days. Hey, fantastic. So there's that. Um. All right, that's our Thursday night preview. I think everybody's going to ball out. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. They're two really high-scoring teams, generally speaking, a couple of generational quarterbacks. Um, I think, thank God, there's... That is true. Although, I don't know, I hate Thursday night football in general. <laughs> um, I wish it was a primetime game. I yeah. think some of the primetime games have been sort of lacking this season, but... I think for a Thursday night football matchup, it'll be pretty good. Uh, Jason, before we go, um, do you want to talk about our sponsor, whose name is Manscaped, where if, like, to, to the two women that listen to our podcast, my mom and your wife, no, my wife doesn't listen. I think it's just your, <laughs> I think it's just I think it's just your mom. But if if there's somebody else out there and you want your man to be clean, go to manscaped.com and get him something like stock his stuffing. Stuff his stocking. Let me repeat that. Stuff his stocking so that when he is potentially Stuffing your stocking that it is appropriately trimmed and it's it's a great gift. So go to manscaped.com, use the promo code SACOS, 20% off, free shipping. Worldwide. Thank you. S-A-C-K-O-S. Get yourself that lawnmower 4.0. If you're going to get anything else, uh, I highly recommend the body wash and the boxer briefs. Alex actually came over to my house last week just to feel me up and down <laughs> while I had my boxer briefs on. If you have not listened to last week's podcast, then you are surely missing out because Alex basically, uh, I don't even know, he uh, sexually harassed me live on air. When I started talking about how much I loved how those boxer briefs were feeling because I was wearing them during last week's recording. Um, and then his wife listened to it. So there's that. I, I played it for my wife. She appreciated it. Uh, so, yeah, go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code SACOS, S-A-C-K-O-S, 20% off, free shipping worldwide. It's a great stock and stuffer. There's a bunch of men's grooming stuff. Makes you smell good. You feel confident. It's good stuff. So uh, visit manscaped.com. And uh, it there, there's great stuff in there for you to uh, to buy your your significant other and, and keep them happy. Yes, sirs and ma'ams. Um, all right, before we get out of here, I think that there's some really fun statistics, and I oh. want your I want your input on a couple okay. things. Uh, can you tell me your top six for next year? Who are your top six in redraft? Half PPR. Uh, let me let me pull up current scoring, um, just just so I can have it available. Um. So, 
obviously we're looking at Jonathan Taylor at the 101, right? Like that is cut and dry is number it? one. I I think it's I think it's pretty clean cut. I, I, I think we all thought that that Naheem Hines was gonna have a bigger role this year. He hasn't, and it's just Jonathan Taylor, right? I think it's Derek Her- Derek Henry, and let me tell you why. Mm, I think Henry's two or three, but okay, go ahead. Um. So, do do do. Sorry, bear with me. Bear with me. Okay, so let's talk about some statistics, shall let's we? Let's talk about stats, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Derrick Henry has not the played. Good things, not the bad things. Derrick Henry has not played since week eight. Let's talk about stats. Derrick Henry is currently running back eight in scoring. Let's talk about stats. That's uh, unbelievable. Still a top 10 running back, even though he has not played since week eight. Uh, (laughs) If you want to talk about his actual stats, if you look at the carries, rush attempts leaders, Derrick Henry is fourth in rushing attempts. And we wonder why he might have gotten hurt, right? At least a little bit. This this was not a surprise. 219 attempts. The current leader is Joe Mixon with 245. You sorry, he had 200 and how many carries in seven or eight weeks? 219 attempts in eight weeks comes out yeah. to 27.375 carries per game. That's if, that's just malpractice, honestly. If he maintained that pace for the full 14 week regular season, throw in a bye week over 13 weeks, and again, Joe Mixon currently has 245 carries. Derrick Henry was on pace for 356 rushing attempts. That's that's stupid. More than 100 more than second place. Yeah. So that's reason number one why Derrick Henry is the first overall draft pick next season. I don't think I could take him. Reason number two is if you extrapolate that over the full season... He was on pace to shatter the all-time rushing attempts record and lead okay. the NFL set the set a brand new season rushing attempt record for the league. Okay. But he broke his foot. Yeah. That doesn't mean any, I mean he would have a hundred more rushing attempts than Jonathan Taylor. He would Probably, I mean, if you look at his yardage pace, he's had 937 yards. Okay. He played for eight weeks over the 14 game season. He'd have more than 1,600 yards. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think I would take Jonathan Taylor. He's younger. Although you could argue he has just as much mileage on him from all the carries he had at Wisconsin. And if we've learned nothing else, it's really hard to draft somebody that's not on their rookie contract as a running back, right? Like, Dalvin Cook's been good. Kamara's been fine. Like, you want the... Joe Mixon's been really good on, on his second contract this, this year. But like, don't you want the Najee Harris's that is a fourth overall running back who's in his second year in the league or a Javante Williams or even a Cam Akers who had a year off or Austin Eckler who doesn't get hit all that hard a lot of times and has just had some like in half PPR I think I, well, Derrick Henry doesn't catch passes, but there is a half PPR component in here. Alex, without looking, which running back is currently leading the league in receptions? Uh, my first thought is it might be Najee Harris. He's in second. Okay. Um, 
Is it Cordero Patterson? It is not Cordero. He is in fifth. Okay, so my guesses aren't terrible. So that's a that's a positive. Um I don't see anybody else in this this top group that would be a better guess than those two. Lenny Fournette is leading. Oh, that was yeah. That's that that makes sense. He's, he's had like four catches in every game. Seventy-seven yeah. targets, sixty-two catches, yeah. four hundred twenty-one yards, leading the yeah. league uh, in targets and receptions at the running back position. I should have gotten that right. Yeah, he's been great, and he's a free agent. So it's basically whoever's Tom, whoever is Tom's uh, Tom's favorite guy, right? He's he's filling the James White role, which we thought would be more Giovanni Bernard than and Gio Fournette got hurt and, too, and Gio got carted off last week, so it's even more opportunity for Fournette. That's right, but uh, um, yeah, I, I like the Najee play next year. Maybe I guess. I don't yeah, it know. depends it, on what their quarterback position looks like. If they have a competent rookie, I'd be shocked if Roethlisberger's back. But you know, he's, he's already up like said the that he's done. He's already said that he's done. Yeah. Um, but I, I really like Javante Williams next season. So now that you've had a chance to take a gander at some of these guys, who are your top six? Um, I think Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I think Henry's in the top six. I had Eckler in the top six this year. I think he's going to be in the top six next year. All three are in my top six so far. Um, I think if Rodgers and Devontae Adams run it back again for the Packers, I think Devontae Adams is in the top six. Um, Devontae Adams currently has... Where are we at? 207 fantasy points. Yeah, which is a top top six running back. That would be number six by 0.1 points over current James Conner. Yeah, who's not going to be there next year. And Cordell Patterson's just right behind him. Um, I think people still have a bad taste in their mouth around Joe Mixon, who's a top three running back this year. I, I don't think he'll go in the top six. I think Christian McCaffrey will still go in the top six. Um, Joe Mixon or CMC? You have to take CMC because of his upside. Okay. Um, after that, I, honestly, I, I think after that, it's kind of a toss-up. I gave you five, right? I, I think you could argue Dalvin, potentially, who's just unbelievable. Um, but... I think those are the top five. Maybe you throw Mixon in at six. Eh, Dalvin and Javante are right there for me. Yeah. But that's that's not fun. Like, I would be happy with any of those guys falling to me. Yeah, you're you're not going to be looking at like Cooper Cup's not going, Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel's not going. Um, I, I think Devonte is is that much better than all of them. Even though Cooper Cup is by far and away leading wide receivers by more than like I don't know four points a game. Do you think that he is a first round pick? No. You don't think Cooper Cup is or should be? I bet he goes in the first. I bet he goes in a lot I think of first he could rounds. Go in the first. I wouldn't want him there though. Um. Oh. Ultimately, fantasy football comes down to do you draft players that are going to stay healthy? And Cooper Cup has. No, yes, for the first time in a couple of years. But that's another reason why you should take wide receivers early because they're more likely to stay healthy than the running backs are. Yeah. Like, Go out and, there, and, and, draft you yeah. some Calvin Ridley, draft you some Allen Robinson. I get it. Draft you some DK Metcalf. He stayed healthy. He stayed healthy, but he's been a letdown. A-Rob has been healthy, but he's been a letdown. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins has been a letdown. Hey. I'm just saying, there's a lot of bombs at the top of drafts this year. 
both positions. Right. And and somebody who's never been a bomb, which is Mike Evans, who's sitting as wide receiver seven, who's had over a thousand yards every year that he's played, and yet still gets constantly disrespected in every league every year, is somebody who's basically Mr. Consistency. Okay. It's, he like if if you can take a wide receiver who's been consistent, like you're looking at Justin Jefferson, who's proving that he's being consistent. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin may be sneaking in there. Deontay Johnson, who's been really good the last couple of years with the amount of targets he's had, if Big Ben comes back. Other than that, like Jalen Waddle's gonna be great. Like, I, I think he might be the next great NFL wide receiver. Um, depending on if Will, like, who knows what Will Fuller is going to do. But Jalen Waddle's been great this year. And maybe DJ Moore, if the Panthers ever get a quarterback, Terry McLaurin. Um, but, and we haven't mentioned Jamar Chase, who is still a top, I don't know, seven wide receiver who's been brutal since that really hot start. Except yeah. for last week when he had two touchdowns. But a lot of it comes down to targets. I mean, Mike Evans is like 15th or 16th in targets. Shamar Chase is a couple people behind him. Um, I mean, Cooper Cup is 52 more targets than Mike Evans and 50 more catches. Right, which is why we say chase the chase the targets. And that's why wide receiver analysis is way easier than running back analysis. And why I really think Cooper Cup when, when, I feel when like it's lazy going, to just say whoever like finishes the number one receiver the previous year should be the number one receiver this year because it doesn't take into account like anything else. But, yeah, but Devontae Adams is still the number one wide receiver next year in drafts if him and Rodgers are together. They just are. Yes, but I would put... I A, a really big part of me wants to put Cup over Tyreek. Cup's in the top three. Cup is absolutely in my top three. Sure. Deontay Johnson is outside of the top 10 next year for 1,000%. For the yeah, same he'll reason. Be great, he'll, he'll be a great fourth or fifth round pick again, just like I, he was last year. I won't have him on any of my teams because he won't have Big Ben. We all saw what Allen Robinson, ha- what happened to him this year. Yeah, he's just quit on the Bears, though. There's like, he's been god-awful. And the fact that when Andy Dalton plays and they're throwing all these short route passes, which is what I thought was going to happen. I thought Robinson was going to have like 120 catches this year because I thought they were just going to be playing the completion game and just nowhere to be found. Now, as some injuries has been part of that, sure. But he's just angling for his next contract. And Allen Robinson is somebody that you're going to be able to get in like round four, round five with a competent quarterback next year. Like where... Could you imagine him going to like the Chargers or something like that? Like that would that would just be excellent to have him, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams on the same team. Sign me up. Ooh, that's a lot of mouse. <laughs> I don't want to start a third receiver. It's a lot but, of mouse, but it but it would be great. I do hope that he goes somewhere fun. Yeah, I don't know where that looks like. I mean, he could go to Dallas if because Michael Gallup is a free agent. We'll see where he ends up landing. There's, by the way, when Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper on the field at the same time, they look like the exact same player. So, like, you can't, you literally can't tell who it is. And you're like trying to, like, you look at the screen and you like try to look sideways to figure out which number it is, whether it's 13 or 19 or whatever their numbers are. Who is and, it? Ah, which one is it? Because they look like they have the exact same body type. It's it's very strange. <laughs> All right, Jason. Uh, last chance for you to talk some smack this week uh, against me. Uh, you're projected to win. I'm feeling- projected to win handily by double digit points right now. Uh, my team is averaging 132 points per week. You're averaging less than 120 with your car- current starters. So... All things being equal, if we just count on averages, I I should win pretty handily. I got the Dolphins defense going up against the Jets. 
I kind of been playing that out, planning that out for the better part of a month now. Um, would you would would you like to real quickly for the listeners at home who just care so much about our fantasy teams? Oh God, uh, ads playing in my ears. We, would you like to go through the uh, by position matchup? I have Lamar. You have Josh Allen. You're feeling confident in that. Yeah, Alex. Hold on. I have a question for you. What is my record? Am I nine and five? You are nine and five. I'm six and eight. Okay, I, I just want to point out the fact that had I had we played each other every week this season, I would still be nine and five. <laughs> so I'm feeling okay. I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident. So you're okay. All and right. one of my losses to you would have been by like two points. Mm. <sighs> but I'm just, man, I'm nine and one after making my trades. I'm going to be really difficult to beat, but sure. We can start at the top. Are you, uh, are you officially counting out Lamar then given the fact that they're signing off on uh practice squad players? Uh, I have no comment on that. Okay. Well, then I have Josh Allen against Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I mean, Big Ben beat him week one, so you're telling me there's a chance. Uh, how many times was he sacked that last week? Big Ben? Oh, he looked like he was dead on the field like four times. Um... Where is this? Where is this? I just saw this stat. Uh, Roethlisberger began the season trailing Favre and Brady as the most sacked quarterback in history. But after being sacked 30 times so far this season, including 16 in the past past five games, he is now top of the list with 546. The, The next closest active is Aaron Rodgers with 492. Um, so yeah, he's, He's been sacked a lot lately. Um, the strength of the Titans defense is their defensive line. They have nobody out with COVID. Uh, I thought about playing their defense in a couple leagues against the Steelers. So I just, I really think that Ben is well positioned to disappoint. So I am very excited for you to potentially play Ben Roethlisberger against me this weekend. Okay. Uh, Running back position. I got Najee and Joe Mixon against Fournette and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, My average is three and a half. Your average is uh, three, three, three and a half, three. Uh, You're very confident in your guys. I am, but I don't like the matchups against New Orleans and New England. Um, but you have Tennessee and then at Denver for Harris and Mixon. It'll be it'll be fun. I think they'll probably kind of put up similar points. Amari Cooper and Hunter Renfro versus T. Higgins and Mike Evans. I would give the edge to T. Higgins and Mike Evans. Dawson Knox versus Gronk. Uh, Wash, maybe? Elijah Mitchell versus Brandon Cooks. Gotta be Mitchell there at home against Atlanta. Dolphins defense versus Packers defense. Dolphins defense at home against the Jets. Greg Joseph versus Evan McPherson. Yeah, it's kickers. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Jason... Has the completely better team than me. I will be on this podcast next week from Florida. As the clear loser, he is a far superior manager than me. I You're only wish. It. Stop it. I only You're wish. You're it now. I only wish that I could be as good as Jason at fantasy football. You're jinxing it. And I don't like the reverse I'm psychology not. double jinx 
My I'm team is all going to get COVID, and I'm going to demand half of the winning pot. I'm not jinxing anything. I think that you're just better than me at every position, like you said. I, I think you're right. If you lose, we need to make this. This is like, this needs to count. This game has to count as like three board bets. No. Two. No, because you're going to win. I, I There's no reason for me to even put it on the board. Like, Why are you resigning is... away to the loss of your entire fantasy season? Because I've been gotten fair and square. It's It feels like I'm playing tic-tac-toe, and I went for the top middle square and the bottom middle square, and you have the three corners. <laughs> that's That's how it feels right now. Where... You get tic-tac-toe like seven different ways and I lose. That's that's what it feels like, Jason. You know, every anybody in our league could have gone out and gotten Elijah Mitchell after week one. Hmm. I was the only player that spent fab prior to week one. I made a $1 waiver move after I drafted my team. So everybody's still at 100 bucks, and nobody spent it all. Um, I'm happy for you. Mm-mm-mm. So good, I don't good like this the week, Jason. I I think that um, I'm very much resigned to my fate. I know how this is going to go, and uh, I'm rooting for another four teams to move on in fantasy playoffs. Are you the underdog in any of your other matchups? Uh, based on projections, no. Gotcha. Well. <sighs> Now, I guess let's talk about one other thing. So what we looked at before filming this was or recording this was uh, the moving to a two point scoring system where you get a point for winning your weekly matchup and you get a point for being in the top six scoring in your league that week. And then so each week you can win potentially a maximum of two points or, you know, as few as zero or in between at one. Yeah, um, if you're over the average, you win. And if you win your matchup, you get a win. Um, are you pro this system? Um, it's a good question. I would not have made the playoffs in our league if we would have scored it like that. And I had the fourth, fourth most points in scoring. Um, I think it adds a fun wrinkle. It's a little more work for the commissioner. If ESPN added a, uh, a feature so the commissioner didn't have to be as hands-on, I'd be cool with that. I do think it'd be fun to have whoever the top seed is that did not get a buy call his matchup. Uh, so in our league where we have seven teams making the playoffs, you're the two seed. You would get to pick whoever you wanted to face from uh, the field. You, Yeah, I mean, you could face the three seed if you wanted to, technically. Um where you get to play whoever's the the remaining seeds that are still in the playoffs, and then whoever the highest seed left is gets to pick their matchup, and then the one seed off their bye gets to call out whoever they want to play. I think that'd be a fun fun way to do it, um, and that would mean this like you'd be able to look at all the matchups and figure out who you have think you have the best shot against. Um, I, I I think that would be a an inter entertaining way to do it. I agree. I'm for it. I think that yeah. is something that most leagues should do. I I think, again, we kind of got some crap in our league because we were using the word fair uh, for doing the, the third round reversal uh, for the snake draft. When in reality, the auction league is by far and away the most fair to do it because you can draft every player. Um, so you just want the seven best teams or the six best teams, however you have your league set up to be in the playoffs. And if somebody has the third most points and didn't make the playoffs, I think that's just crappy and shouldn't ever happen. So there's there are leagues where the seventh, the sixth seed or the seventh seed, whoever the last team in is, is whoever scored the most points that didn't make the playoffs. Well, tell me how that's fair to the third seed. Like if you have six teams that get in, and you're sitting there with a third seed and you're playing the team with the second most points who gets the sixth seed like you would like the third seed shouldn't have to play the sixth seed. That would be patently unfair. The three seed would want to play the four or the five seed because he has a better chance of beating them. So um, I, I think there's a plenty, you know, there's a bunch of different ways to do things. Um, 
it's just a preference thing. So yeah. whatever you want to do is the right way to do it. I don't think, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think it's uh, just a personal choice and there's no right or wrong answer. But I yeah. would be for the two point system. Yeah, I'm I'm fair with that. Uh, any anything else you'd like to say before we end the podcast here and you destroy me this this upcoming week? Use code SACOS to make sure that your uh, your jingo bells are right for your ho ho hoes this season. Oh wow, we love you, hoes. Get by. What? Everybody uh, loves Santa when he says ho ho ho. Like we I, love the ho ho hoes. I'm a big fan. Freaking hoes. Why are you calling them hoes? I'm not. You no, said no. we love. I'm you saying hoes. I love. No. Yeah, I love the hoes when Santa says <laughs> ho ho. It just makes me feel happy inside. <laughs> You're an idiot. Good luck this week, Jason. I'm sure you're going to do very well. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.